The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode two of the PWT cast. I am Scrump. And this is Stank. How are you doing, Stank? fantastic dude we got a lot of positive feedback yes. on episode one i am i am thrilled i know i am constantly uh texting you every fucking <laughs> yeah. every every a other hour a new country that's listened to our podcast because through the analytics i can tell who's listening from where it's we're always watching we're always watching shout out to india we have listeners in india india ireland australia it's crazy yeah that's that was one of the cooler features where i was like there are people in India yeah. right now listening to you and I babble about bullshit. About sodas. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you to everyone who's listened, thank everyone who's favorited, retweeted, uh, all of that. Like, it's, we're very it's, much appreciative. It's been pretty good feedback so far. I mean, you're always going to get some shitheads, but I haven't gotten any shitheads. I haven't gotten any shitheads yet. I know, it's like, coming. Yeah, like, I, I know when I did the penis druid thing, I got... Sure. I got one specific email that was very like, which we'll get into uh, when our guest comes on. Yeah. But as always, this podcast is brought to you by Freelance Wrestling, the official sponsor of the PWT cast. Yes. Um, Dave, how are, you, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. We're, we're really kind of, we're getting really excited about this thing that we're doing. Yeah, you know, I know. It's finally real. It's a lot more. I mean, Dave and I, we're friends outside of yeah. work. So there's, you know, always text exchange, the occasional phone call. But there's definitely been a lot more phone calls, texts yeah. as it pertains to the show. Because we've had people tell us, hey, it would be cool if you did this. It'd be cool if you did that. So, you yeah. know, we're, we're always open. If you the guys gears have, are turning. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas, you know, you can tweet it out to us, uh, yeah. comment it to us, even email it at pwtcast at gmail but dave we talked i well i talked about it mostly last week about once upon a time in hollywood now i think it is quentin tarantino's magnum opus oh why did you lie to me what so so uh tell everybody what you thought about that movie so i go in and really big quentin tarantino fan um super excited and i watched it it was okay I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I ever seen, um, and it's weird because Leonardo DiCaprio I think did the best acting job he's ever done. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt was great. How um, did did your audience pop when he took his shirt off? Yes, because there was a very loud, you know, weirdly uh, wolf whistles, mostly well, from me. We were at, we went to go see the matinee, and it was a bunch of old ladies whistling. Oh yeah, a bunch of old cougars. Oh yeah, but, no. I, it was good. It was well made. The music's always top notch with Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little long. Really? See, it's like Endgame long, but I didn't. I didn't feel yeah. it was like I've I've seen it twice now. The first time I saw it, and I mentioned seventy yeah. millimeter with Matt Nix because we're bougie, you yeah, know, bougie like that. Yeah, but then I saw it on like a random Tuesday by myself, and I. I loved it. I loved it both times. Again, I mean, it might just be recency bias. I don't know, but I I love it. Yeah, I mean. I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It was good. I think it was one of his less good ones, though. So, I mean, I've seen Jackie Brown like 200 times. I'll tell anyone that, and I'll I'll recommend Jackie Brown or Inglorious Bastards. Jackie Brown's a good one. Not a lot of I people love, talk about Jackie Brown when they talk Jackie about, Brown. which, like, I don't, I, I don't know how you felt about Hateful Eight. I love Hateful Eight. I've not seen the, like... I'm okay with Hateful Eight, but really, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. this this and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood; those are the two that are like my least favorite. See, I though. feel like that about Django. Like I, I love Django. Really, I want. I love Jamie Foxx, so I wanted to love Django yeah. so much. And Christoph Waltz, fucking, he's amazing in Perfect. anything he's in. He's an angel. But I just, I couldn't get into this one. It's, I mean, if you tell me there is a movie where Christoph Waltz is one of the protagonists and Leonardo DiCaprio is the antagonist, I'm in. Yeah, I'm all you know. I am Matt and Nick Jackson at the Sears Center. But Django just didn't do it in. for you. Django just didn't do it for me. Pulp Fiction did though. I've Love I've Pulp seen Fiction. that one, you know, countless times. Yeah. But you know what else I saw this week? What the boys? Ooh, Ooh the boys boy, on oh Amazon. Boy. And fuck, I don't have I don't know if any of you guys have seen. It. And if you have, 
please tweet at me so we can talk about it because there's yes. very few people who have actually seen it at the shop so i can't talk about it with everyone it's a lot of me asking people if they've seen it and they're like no or i'm yeah. on episode two yeah. and i know oh. like especially around here whenever i mention the boys it's usually like they think we're talking about the actual people that work here <laughs> yeah or they think we're talking about Vinny on the jericho cruise because yeah. he was one of dalton castle's boys shout out to Vinny and cryptic closet oh man but yeah, like I, I know you haven't finished it, right? No, I got two more episodes, but mm-hmm. um, if it keeps this pace up, like, what do you think? I, I mean, for I know some of some of you guys probably haven't listened to it, probably or haven't watched it and want to. So let's try to keep this spoiler free. Yeah. But uh, who I like for me, Frenchie's my favorite character on the show. Yeah, I didn't like him at first. Mm-hmm. He's growing on like every episode. He's growing on me. Um, I don't know. So you have Carl Urban's character. Oh, Billy such Butcher. a badass. I love Billy Butcher as well. Um, I can't remember the name of the kid now. Uh, Huey. Huey. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen him somewhere else. I didn't I didn't look him up, but um, his character is like, I can feel like, so, oh my God, I'm, in, I'm stuck in the middle of this crazy shit right so now. So a lot of, I don't know if you know, but uh, Simon Pegg plays his father. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the original uh, graphic novel, it was the guy looks like Simon Pegg. Like if you've ever read it, the, um, the character of Huey looks like Simon Pegg, and Simon Pegg was at one point supposed to play Huey, but it was just it took so long to actually get done right. that. You and he's can, old now. Yeah, he's old, so that's why they just went with him right. being his father, which is fine. You know, it Simon works. Simon Pegg plays that role, but uh, the actress who plays Starlight, boy, adorable boy, did I fall in love. Boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, did I fall. I'm in a married love. man, so I have to abstain, but. Oh God! There's see, there's a lot of that with me. Where like this weekend, uh, my roommates and I went to there's a Asian market around here, Mitsua. Yeah, and there was at at least three girls where I, I turned to look at Paul, my, my roommate, and yeah. I was just like, Paul, I'm in love. Which is a, it happens happens a lot with it's me. It's The summer of love for you, you know. Which uh, our guest uh, Matt Nix, he'll let you know how that happens with me almost on a weekly basis. I mean, not so much more, but before, especially when we lived together, I would be like, uh, "Yo, Nick, I'm in love." Are you always just like floating on a cloud with your tippy toes barely touching? You're like, "Oh, yeah." And then a week later, he's like, "Hey, what happened to the you know to this girl?" I'm she like, broke my heart. I'm like, uh, "I don't talk about it." Yeah. Uh, but you know what I do want to talk about is our Labor Day sale. Oh, man, it's going to be big. We're going to have a sale for 20% off everything in-store and online. I know a lot of people think that it's just an all-out sale, but it's not. You, It's 20% off everything. Yeah. I mean, not our merchandise because we don't have any yet, but it definitely is 20% Which off. We're working on, guys. Yeah, yeah we're working on that right now. And uh, I, I wonder what people are going to get. That's always the one cool... Oh, oh, we got a telegram from we have Frank's a office. Telegram from the office of Frank Spahik. Uh, uh, it says no one-hour service during All Out. So during our Labor Day sale. Yeah, for those of you guys who come into ahead. the store, w- the store will be open. It'll yeah. be open all weekend. Unfortunately, there won't be any one-hour service. So what we have in stock, we're going to try and double that just so that we yeah. don't run out of everything. But We'll be well-stocked. We'll be well-stocked. So if you're planning on coming into the store, unfortunately, there won't be any one-hour service. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Yeah, these guys are working hard yeah, as it is. Yeah, don't be that guy, you know, who said last week, you yeah, know, because I have one right now. Yeah, because we, we do our best to keep everyone happy. Just unfortunately, that weekend it's so packed. Yeah, like there's there's so much going on that weekend. Uh, I I heard of a, a party going on that weekend. Yeah, we've got the uh, all outside party, mm-hmm. uh, the sequel to the last one that we did. Frank the clown is going in the dunk tank. Oh man! Every, yeah. First I, of all. Frank's a delightful guy. Oh, I, I he love, gets a bad rap. Sometimes. I love Frank. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people, you know, give him shit, and it's like, no, Frank is a nice guy. If you per, if you don't like him because of the personality that he portrays, that's fine. He's doing his job, yeah, though. Yeah, but Frank is a fucking awesome guy. Yeah, he, he's also super into Funkos, much like ourselves. Yep, and he's willing to say, you know what, you hate me, channel that in, try and dunk me in the dunk take, and all that's gonna go to charity. Yeah, so show up to the party. It's going to be right across the street from the Sears Center. It's free. Yep. So that's going to be August 31st uh, from 2 to 5 p.m. Um, if you want to get there early to kind of beat the rush, their beer garden opens at noon. Um, it's going to be at the Hideaway Brew Garden. Uh, so if you go to hi- uh, if you go to hideawaybrewgarden.com, uh, you can get details. But it's it's literally across the street yeah. from the Sears Yeah, I remember last year at the... At Flip's first party, that was when I got to drive to Tuya Naito from his hotel, and 
I was so jealous because I mean, it happens a lot where yeah. Ryan will be like, hey, do you want to give so-and-so a ride or do you want to pick up so-and-so from this? And I'm always like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and the one time I didn't get to do it was I didn't get to drop off to Tuya Naito after the autograph signing. I had something to do. Yeah. And it really bummed me out. But Frank, you know, friend of the podcast. Yeah, he had a good old time. Yeah, he had a great time. And he'll be sure to tell you when he's on. Um, but Dave, we, we, got, we actually got, uh, we mentioned the feedback earlier. We got some emails. Yeah, actually, yeah, we were asking for questions. Uh, yeah, or just anything. Like, and if, if again, if you have comments, any comments, anything, go ahead and send it over to us at pwtcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and so we had the idea we want to be a little interactive with some of our uh, listeners. And so we did actually get a couple questions. Uh, so let's see if we can answer them right now. Uh, James asks, hey, guys, loved your episode zero and can't wait to hear more. I was wondering, why do you call yourselves Scrump and Stank? Was that a random thing, or is there a story behind your names? So I get asked this a lot because it's just like a weird thing, you know? Right. Especially in the world of wrestling where everyone has this like weird, kooky, made-up name. Sure. Uh, but it goes back to sixth grade. Yeah, I was in sixth grade, and uh, my friend Stephanie Gonzalez just one day said, I'm going to call you Scrumptious. Ooh. To which I said, okay. Like, that's fine. You know, it was like, she, she's a close friend, so it didn't, re- it was one of those things where you can call me whatever you want. Sure. I don't really care. Um, and then fast forward to, like, the summer between seventh and eighth grade, where uh, my best friend, Ivan, he, it was, it was kind of that relationship where whatever he did, I just kind of did it by proxy because we were just always hanging out. Yeah. So, like, he started skateboarding. I couldn't skateboard, so I would ride around on a scooter. But, like, we just got into a lot of, like, the same things. Right. Like, he started watching Full Metal Alchemist, and I became in love with it. So much so that I have a tattoo of the, you know, the damn show. But uh, he started doing graffiti. He started tagging, you know? Shout out to Dink. Yeah. Uh, and me being me, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. The only thing was, I was like, I wasn't creative enough to come up with like a cool name, and so one day I was just like, "What? What should I do?" And he told me to do scrumptious, and I'm like, I, "Scrumptious? <laughs> yeah, like, what am I, the, a lady?" Well, by the time I'm done with scrumptious, you know, the police will already be there. Yeah, you know, and so it just got shortened to scrump. And then when I was in high school, I, you know, continued to do graffiti until I got arrested Ooh. my freshman year. Yeah, which that that is a whole story in and of itself. What a hooligan! Yeah, I was a little hooligan back in the day, uh, but the name just stuck around. You yeah. know, a lot of people know me just as Scrump, and some people I, I mentioned it before. Some people know me as just Alberto. Yeah. So it's always weird when people who've only ever called me Scrump call me Alberto and vice versa because yeah. I'm just like, Ugh, don't do that. Well, that's like me with my real name. It's it's Dave mm-hmm. or David, and never the twain shall meet. Like my mom always says, David. Almost everyone on the other on the planet calls me Dave, so, but yeah, I get that. Yeah, so I mean, so the origin of Stank is well, my last name is Stankin, mm-hmm. and so when you're growing up as a kid with the last name Stankin and you're in, you're in school, oh, can you just imagine all the jokes you? I, get? I imagine you came uh, to fisticuffs a oh, few times, plenty of fisticuffs. But as I got older, I got a little more proud of it, and um, I too did a little graffiti. Yeah. Um, so, what was your crew? Mine, mine was RMA. No, I didn't have a crew. Actually, no. I worked from I worked with my dad uh, in Chicago over by Lane Tech, and then I would take like blueprint inks and spray under the bridge and shit. Mm, okay. But, um, no, then there was a song called uh, "Bitch Please" that came out, uh-huh. and Snoop was on it, and he would go, "Oh no, big Snoop Dogg," <laughs> and then I would just say "Stank" when he said Snoop, and then it just stuck, and then everyone should call me Big Stank Dog or Stank Dog or bsd and so all my social media has some version of that or not and then one day i found an old picture of my dad Mm -hmm. and he was working on hot rods and they had his name on the board and it said stank i was like holy shit somehow we landed on the same kind of nickname so big stank dog sounds really like 1990s and 2000s you you sound like a wcw wrestler yeah (laughs) so um Sound like a juggalo, big stank dog, but big stank, st- big stank dog is my favorite juggalo. Yeah. What so. what other emails we got? All right, we've got uh, Eric from Britsburg. Must oh, be Britain. a Brit Baker fan. Brit Baker fan. Yeah, okay. Uh, Eric says, "Who is stupid Michael? What is stupid Michael? Does stupid Michael work at pro wrestling tees with you guys?" So as much shit as we give, you know, hashtag stupid Michael. Stupid Michael. Uh, the man pretty much runs. Uh, 
Pro Wrestling Crate. Yep. He runs the the website development. He's a very smart man. You know, don't he, get us wrong. He is yeah. mental mentally and intelligence wise, he's smart. Yeah. Socially and uh, interpersonally, mm-hmm. very very stupid. You know, the, the first time I met Michael, it's a funny story. Uh, my cousin Elisa, she works here with us. She yeah. works there for one hour. Tees up in the front of the shop. And when I was still working reception, I was up there sitting next to her. And this was right when Michael first got hired. And I know his wife. I went to school with his wife and with his yep. brother-in-law. You know, so I I knew her just kind of by proxy. Like I'm more friends with her brother. I mean, now her, but. First day, first day of him working, he comes over to us and we're just like, oh, hey, what's up? First thing the man ever says to me, I know you. I'm like, huh? He goes, yeah. And he looks over to Elisa. He goes, I know you too. And we're like. What a ghoul. Yeah, we're like, uh, he goes, I'm married to Monica Garcia. And we're like, uh, and it's one of those things where you have to kind of go back in like the Rolodex yeah. of people in your head. And you're what? like, oh, shit, like you're married to Monica Garcia? You know, so it's, it's just funny how life works out, you yeah. know, because I know her brother. He's just kind of always around, you know, yeah. we're friends. He's I've known him since kindergarten. Uh, but when he was like, yeah, I know you and I'm married to Monica Garcia, I was like, who's this creep? But then, you know, we've gone on countless wrestling trips together. Sure. You know, Michael, for, for all the shit we give him, great guy, you know, awesome, yeah. awesome dude. Occasionally but, creeps you out. Occasionally. But for the sake of this podcast, we will call him stupid Michael yes. and we will give him shit. It's the only thing he should be known as. Yeah, I, I had someone ask me about Stupid Michael, which I I felt very proud. <laughs> it was one of the freelance wrestling students. I forgot your name, but I know you're listening. Uh, and he asked me about Stupid Michael. I felt bad. I was like, oh, no. I was like, M- Michael's a good guy. But, it, hey, it means Stupid Michael's getting over. Yeah, and believe me, he'll he'll protest being called Stupid Michael, but he's loving it. Yeah, and again, he is not stupid. This man runs. He does a lot of the web development. He fields a lot of the customer service calls mm-hmm. for pro wrestling crate. Yeah, you know. Great yeah. guy, but damn it, for the sake of this podcast, we will be giving him shit. Yeah, he's very stupid too. Yeah. All right, and uh, we'll just we'll do one more question. Um, we've got D Nice, or is it? Oh, Denise. <laughs> Denise. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Denise asks, "Will there be any opportunities for listeners to be interviewed on your show? Keep up the good work. So far, so good!" Exclamation point. Smiley face. Oh, shout out Denise. Well, nice. I mean, All Out Weekend's coming up. There's going to be a lot of fucking people here. Yeah, they're going to be swarming our store. Yeah, I know there's going to be a, a few regulars th- that show up. There'll always be people from the group. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I might might get some of them on here. You know, a lot of those guys are pretty cool. You know, we see them at all the events here, so. Yeah, we might whisk you away to PWT Cast headquarters mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah, shout out Charles. Yeah. But uh, speaking about uh, PWT stuff that weekend there's gonna be a lot of shirts that are gonna be bought yes there's gonna be very few given away and speaking of giveaways we have our first giveaway we we mentioned last week that we pinned the tweet for the first episode Mm -hmm. and all you had to do was simply like retweet and follow us and then we put you in the expensive Mm -hmm. uh name selector that we have here yep pull some levers and cranks we pulled one out so the very first winner of the very first pwt podcast giveaway is none other than Drugs Delaney. Drugs Delaney, go ahead and uh, check your DMs. We'll be messaging you yeah, uh, as it pertains. Your deets. Yeah, and uh, Drugs is a, he's a pretty cool guy. I, I've seen him frequently comment on not just my my stuff, yeah. but like other podcasts. And he's a cool cat. He's an active guy, huh? Yeah, I right. I hope to meet Drugs. I'll get him on this fucking podcast. Drugs, if you're here all out weekend, you're our first winner. Yeah, you, you've made history. You're our first winner. If you're here all out weekend, we'll go ahead and get you on the podcast. So. But you know who we have on the podcast this week? Ooh. My former roommate, Marvelous Matt Nix. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk the about that. One. The purple one. Yeah, because it, it was very weird how we came up. We came about being roommates. You know, we were always cool with each other. We weren't like the best of friends, but just we'll, we'll get into that. A right little now. bit of serendipity. Yeah. You know what? Let's just let's go ahead and get into that, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Nix. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this man was my former roommate, and I, I know I keep talking about it, but there was one day where we were both walking to the liquor store. There's a liquor store right around the corner from mm-hmm. the shop. We go there, get chips, ice cream, uh, all that shenanigans. Jerkies. Never any actual liquor, though. At least not me. But there was one day where he and I were walking there, and there's an apartment right next to the shop. And not a very good one, but it's an apartment next to the shop. 
and there was a for rent sign and he and I were both just staring at it. I was I, had, I was living in my own apartment at the time and I was still under the lease for like another few months. Much like the scene in How I Met Your Mother, they say we should uh, buy a bar. Nick and I looked at each other and said, we should move in together. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Nicks. That is precisely how that story went down as well. <laughs> yeah, there was there was no talks ever between he and I of like, maybe we should move in together or anything. It was just on a whim. Yeah, it was. We had been working together probably about two, two years at that point. Together. I think, yeah, two years, maybe like a year and a half. And uh, we'd always gotten along, mm-hmm. and you know, we you know we both like wrestling. We literally look like we are related already. Oh yeah, uh, the the amount of I t- thought you were brothers when I first came. <laughs> the amount of times I'm at a freelance show and someone will come up to me and think I'm Nick, I'm just like, oh no, he's over there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but. Yeah, like it was funny because I was like I mentioned I was living in another place and we like that day right then and there we called the number. The dude was like at the house. He's like, yeah, I can show it to you. And we're like, okay, okay. sure. Like on our lunch, we went and looked at it, and it wasn't the best apartment, but it was conveniently located right next to the yeah. shop. It it looked like a crack house. It not no, it wasn't that bad, but it was it you know just think very small two bedroom apartment with a tiny be- uh, bathroom. And like a you know weirdly positioned kitchen, um, and it just for it, 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 those of you that aren't from Chicago, like the Bucktown neighborhood in in Chicago is like kind of like an up and coming neighborhood now. Uh, it's where a lot of the hipsters are are trying to get in, and they're just like jacking up the rent prices in you know in Bucktown, Wicker Park, and all these like neighborhoods. So what we paid for this atrocious little two-bedroom apartment was way more than we should have been. Oh, yeah, way but more. In but in our minds, I was like, well, it's literally right next door to work. Imagine how much money we'll save not driving to work. Right. See, but I, like the amount of money that we spent in rent, it kind of just like ended up being the same. It was a wash. Yeah, I, I remember when I picked up Kenny Omega from the airport uh, for like C2E2 weekend. We're like driving back from the shop and... there was like a for rent sign there he's like oh look they're renting and i was like yeah i actually used to live there and he was like what why don't you still live there it's right next door to your job then i explained to him how shitty it was and he goes okay yeah that That makes makes sense sense. yeah Yeah, because even even nick lived there he for like a month maybe by himself before i moved in and even that even when i did move in it was essentially my apartment with nick occasionally staying there cuz he's a wrestler so he was just never there down the road that was probably like i i definitely don't uh regret moving it like moving into there and stuff cuz it was it was it was fun time we had a, we had a great time living together we barely saw each other when we lived there but um, you know what? It's a good thing neither of us moved in uh, girlfriends with us because that would have been fucking. <laughs> yeah, that could have that could have that, that could have caused a lot of issues. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, wink, a good, wink, it's, a good, it's a good thing both of us were smarter than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, yeah, like the amount of time that I was just not home. Like it was just it was just one weekend. I was like, hey, I'm going going to the UK for two weeks, and then it was I'm going to Mexico for a week. And I think it was that week too that like because I had a cat and my cat was just like he was a, a rescue, um, and yeah somebody had to rescue him from me yeah uh, <laughs> but uh, he he just kind of was like he wasn't he wasn't uh, neutered or anything and I think he was just he was just spraying up a storm yes. and Berto I just get a text from him in Mexico from Berto and he's like yo your cat pissed all over my laundry it's got to go and I was like I was like gonna argue it and then I was just like. No, he's right. Like he's got, he definitely has to go. Like it, it wasn't fair to the animal that I yeah. was never home to like take care of it properly and stuff. You know, um, but it was just like one of the many hijinks that we got into uh, living together. Well, when you're on the road, it's like sometimes you just need a place to store your stuff. I mean, you're going from place to place so often. Yeah, which, which is like why my my parents were like, why don't you just stay here then because like which is also what i said the first time i went to your house like we recently went to a system of a down concert and uh i went no even before that the royal rumble yeah royal rumbles first time i went over to your house and i remember walking in looking at your basement your basement which was probably twice the size of the apartment that we lived in and i was like why would you ever leave this place (laughs) like i hadn't even i didn't even see the rest of the house but based on the basement alone, I was just like, oh, Nicholas, I was like, you idiot. Why would you ever move out? That's definitely the the sentiment that I get from 
most people that that stay there and yeah i've I've had like obviously like with with freelance and stuff a lot of wrestlers that come into town for for our shows or just even for other shows too like i would always be like yeah just come stay with us we have so many we have like three guest rooms at our house uh that sounds a lot bigger than it is but like with my brother and my sister living there and not living there now so there was just a lot of empty empty rooms guys he's being modest his dad is his, (laughs) his dad is loaded I, uh, I well, my mother, my mother is a school administrator. My father is a, an electrician, and when we built that house, we kind of just like he, my dad did all the electrical on it himself, and all the guys that did like all the carpentry or everything, it was just guys that he knew from the job that would come on their days off and just do it for cost of material. So we basically like they they, and they put their most of their life uh, savings into this. Well, I, I don't know why we're talking about my parents' <laughs> well, house right now. It, it's, well, it's funny that you talk about that because it seems like building something from the ground up is in your it's That's in your you blood do. because you run freelance wrestling. Which and I know you won't say it, but I will, and I'll say it till the day that I die. Freelance wrestling is the premier uh, wrestling independent wrestling promotion in Chicago. You know, shout out to Zello Pro and shout out to Warrior Wrestling. They're great too. I am biased towards freelance wrestling. Simply because it is where I made my professional wrestling debut. Which brings us to this. Why did you let me win the Freelance Halloween Battle Royale? Uh, so, mainly because I thought it would be funny. Um, and it was. And it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's, he's talked about, uh, Scrump has talked about his, his experience in the professional wrestling industry as a giant penis. Mm-hmm. He's undefeated. Um, he's undefeated. Uh, so every year around Halloween time, we try to run a show as close to Halloween as possible. And the, since the first, uh, the first time we've done it, we, I thought it would be funny to do like a kind of like a gimmick battle Royal. And like the first, the first two years, it really was just like, um, old, like WWF gimmicks. Like guys were coming out as like Ricky Steamboat, uh, the rock, uh, we had a whole group come out as like DX and it literally, like to this day, is literally one of my favorite matches ever in freelance history because it's so ridiculous and the costumes are not good at all. Like, but like the crowd, like it was back when we used to do our shows at the Abbey Pub. Rest in peace, boo boo. Um, the crowd there just like it was just a, it's such a unique atmosphere. And I wish that I knew about shows there because. At this time, I don't think I was working here when you were running those shows, but I literally lived two blocks away from the Abbey Pub. Like, that's one of those places where, because I guess I mentioned her earlier, Lisa, she lived right there, like, you know, spitting distance from the Abbey. And I lived like two blocks away and I had no idea. To me, the Abbey Pub was just this like weird, like little bar that was off on the corner. And if I knew (laughs) there were like wrestling shows going on, I would have been there every show. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, like it, it actually the first the first match, mm-hmm. uh, I had the idea of having Dick Justice dress up as Shockmaster, and I I went I literally bought a Stormtrooper helmet on Amazon like like a crappy one, mm-hmm. and uh, and I spray painted it with like the the silver uh, glitter paint, mm-hmm. so it literally looked like the actual Shockmaster helmet, and he came out as the last entrant to the biggest eruption. Because people were just like losing their minds because it was Shockmaster. And then so he goes to get in the ring and he trips and the helmet falls off. And everyone just like, they're like, dick, 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 dick. It was so good. Uh, and then I ended up getting uh, a lot of angry messages from uh, uh, Shockmaster's like real life wife. She's like, I can't believe you're making a mockery of this. And, and I was like, he won the match. Like yeah. if anything, like plus it's it made like, him look better. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody makes fun of a Shockmaster when that they happens. were loving it. They loved it. Yeah. Um, but every year we've just kind of, it's kind of become a tradition and we have guys that'll just like portray different wrestlers and stuff. And, uh, last year we had, uh, there's a very interesting character who, uh, who's always at every freelance show. If you see him, he's part of the ring crew. Uh, his name is BD smooth. Shout out BD. Shout friend out of, to friend of the podcast. BD he, smooth. I love him. He's, he is one of the most pure souls out there. Um, He's and he's uh, he's an interesting fellow, and he was like, I want to. He, he we talked him into doing uh, Joey Ryan for the for the Battle Royal, and uh, Val Capone. Shout out to Val Capone, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Uh, she dressed up as uh, Candice LeRae, and we had to have a Dick Druid there from from uh, all all in. It was at all in, right? All yeah, in, all, all in. in. Yeah. Uh, there's so many alls all shows. A lot now. of alls. Um, 
but yeah, and and the end of the match was like they all got tossed out, and he was left in the ring with with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know he he accidentally won, and it was like a huge thing. It was it was awesome, and, See, and as as I like to tell that story from my point of view is I remember joking like after all in because people started to know me as like the penis druid and i think it comes from ryan posting about it he posted it on his instagram and uh it just became you know like people knew me as that people knew me as a penis druid and i remember you and i joking about like oh because this was right around the time we got the the wrestling ring so and you guys started the freelance wrestling academy you guys started training kids and we would go in there after work like it was literally, it was the funniest thing because we were all like children. You know, I remember specifically, it would be you, Castro, Dirty Dave, shout out Dirty Dave, and myself. Like, we would finish our work at like five, six o'clock and then run over to the ring and like, it would be more, it would be frank, like, okay, guys, go ahead. And we would just run down there. And <laughs> like you Christmas guys, morning. Christmas morning. You guys would show us, around, you know, show us how to run the ropes, how to take bumps. And I joked with you where I was like, well, now I'm trained, so I should totally be in this thing. And I remember you telling me, you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I remember you asking me like a few days later, you, you ask, you go, hey, do you still have the costume? Which I didn't because it was uh, Dana Massey who bought the costumes. You know, we returned them to her at all. And but I immediately went online, bought the costume and we went over like me getting in the ring and out of the ring because this was a different it was a different penis than the one at all. And yeah. Uh, different dick different dick you know the mark ii suit the mark ii suit. no the the one at all and would have been the mark ii because this the one i won that match with was <laughs> the one he won the match with was the one that tony built in the yeah, cave and that, that one would have been the other afghanistan the, the shitty suit. one yeah that he built when he got escaped from the 10 rings yeah. rest in peace tony but uh we practiced getting in and out of the ring and it was re- pretty much evident that i would not be able to take any bumps in that thing like it deflated so quick i would have to constantly like close up the leg holes so that yeah so that it wouldn't go limp and like the next day or so nick comes up to me goes hey he goes i gotta talk to you and i fully expected nick to just say you know we're not gonna have you in it which i was fine with he goes hey uh i gotta talk to you about something and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. what is it he goes well me and castro were talking and you can't really take any bumps can't go over the top can't really do anything and i'm like yeah I know what's coming. He goes, so we're going to have to have you win the match. So you're going to win. Yeah. You basically had to become the Iron Sheik at WrestleMania 17. Yeah. And I was just like, "Uh, uh, uh, are you sure? And you you were super insistent of like, yeah, it's my show. That's what I want. And I was was just scared that like I would show up and the veterans would be like, no. You know, I was scared Eric Cannon or like Ethan Page were going to just like shut it down. Or even (laughs) even Isaiah's, you know, who was like a champion at the time. I was like, ugh. Um, you know, I, I don't want one of these guys, but everyone loved it. I remember everyone loved it. Yeah, I remember showing up and being super nervous because this was also my first time showing up like that early to where everyone's setting up, everyone's going over their matches, and like me and Castro going down to the ring to like go over our spots, and I'm just like, I'm like, if if I know anything, it's make sure you, everything's facing the hard cam from just what just knowing wrestling just knowing yeah. wrestling you know i'm like all right I'm like, you would be surprised how many people don't know that though well i'm a professional it's true so i'm a professional you were you were trained at the freelance wrestling yeah. academy so you know i'm he the very i'm what. the very first uh graduate of the freelance yes. wrestling academy uh but yeah i remember all that happening and like everyone from the store coming out and i didn't tell them i was gonna win much like when i came out as the penis druid i didn't tell anybody i was gonna come out yeah you kayfabed it i remember i kayfabed you because me i was like uh this was at all in I was like, oh, are you, are you going to the bathroom? I was like, oh, I'll walk with you. And and you're like, oh. No, stay. Yeah, and because I, I, that was our cue. Our cue was women's match, uh, come to the back, get in costume, we'll do our rehearsals. And I got up, to, I got up, didn't say anything. And you were like, oh, are you going to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the special VIP bathroom in the back, which like I felt like such a shitlord saying. But like I had the. I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I like, literally walked back there and I remember I see Joy and he's like, okay, you ready? And I was like, I just kayfabe met Nick's because you knew who you were. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, oh, I kayfabe him and we get in costume. And uh, I was supposed to be like towards the back because it was Brandon Cutler, a uh, friend of the podcast. He was up at front. So when I saw like what we were going to do and everything, I was like, I, I was like, no, I got to get up to second. So I like made my way up. So I made sure that I was penis druid number two. And like 
you know, we go over everything. But mind you, we didn't go over like what we would actually do as far as like practice coming out in the penis costumes. You know, we pretty much just like got told this is what you have to do when you come out and please don't drop hangman page so <laughs> yeah that entrance that entrance ramp was looking sketchy yeah it definitely looked like i mean especially when janella like did that running plancha off of it i was like oh, oh my god yeah it was not the best especially coming like down those steps in that costume everyone's just reaching out grabbing the, like the balls on the costume <laughs> but i remember like the whole time i'm just keeping my head down like I'm not looking up, and then the minute we get to ringside, I just look over and I see the twenty, thirty of us who were all there together, like, like explode. I specifically remember Maggie, uh, her face. She was just like, what? like, she, you know, she looked like fucking, like the crate, like the Undertaker had just shown up or something. Well, everyone's just hitting each other, saying, "Is that, is that is fucking Birdo? It's Birdo. What the hell?" What the- yeah, because I, I remember and he had the biggest grin on his face. Yeah, that's a, that's my favorite picture. Like, I'll, I'll post it for those of you who haven't seen it. But like, Ryan caught the perfect picture of me, just like a shit eating grin. Because he and Frank were he and Frank were like the only ones who knew, and I like swore them to secrecy. And Frank, being Frank, told everyone that like someone broke into my car, and I had to like <laughs> run out there. Some crazy scenario. Yeah, because yeah, I like checked my phone afterwards, and everyone's like, "Are you okay? What's going on? Like, do you need help?" And I'm like. What? What? Why are? Why is everyone saying this to me? <laughs> you think they're sneaking like Hulk Hogan into the arena? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Frank goes, "Oh, I, I told everyone they were broken into your car," and I'm like, <laughs> "Why would you say that?" Yeah, but what? again, you know, it's just Frank fr- being Frank. Frank being Frank. Yeah, yeah. But w- what's it like running like a promoter? Like I don't know. You're the only wrestling promoter that I know. Like, what's it like running fucking the coolest uh, wrestling company? Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's really cool. Like, um, you know, growing up, like I, you know, being a fan of wrestling for my entire life, uh, it's always been like, I've always said, like, I'm going to be a wrestler one day. Like, I would always tell my my teachers or anything, any kind of like class project we would do, would be like, oh, tell us about your career that you want to do. And I'd always be like, I'm eh, a wrestler. And my teachers would be like, you got to be realistic. Yeah, and I'm like, your real this career? is what I'm going to do at some point. Like, it's going to happen. And you know, I may not be signed to a contract or anything like that, but you know, I've I've traveled the world. Um, you know, I've traveled across the country. You know, I've been in locker rooms with a lot of great guys and not so great guys. But um, never, you know, as I was growing up or anything like that, that I ever think like, oh, I'm going to be a, a promoter one day or like, you know, starting my own, you know, promotion. And when it kind of came about and, and it happened, I was like, I don't know anything about this, and I'm just kind of like winging it and learning as I go. And as the years have gone by, you know, freelance has been around for five years uh, this past June. uh, And I've grown such a a deeper appreciation for like the storytelling of wrestling and just what goes into everything. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much goes into actually making these shows happen. And to to do it at the level that we're doing it monthly, um, it's cool to take a step back and just be like, man, this is crazy. And like I'm very proud of like what we've done and what we will be doing in the future, um, but no, it's it, it's it's weird because to think that like I never thought like oh I'm gonna be a wrestling promoter one day and here I am like it's it's my my second biggest passion aside from actually wrestling right yeah like that's one thing I talk about with a lot of people where and even you like sometimes especially after shows where you're kind of like oh I don't think it was that good like I'll make sure to message you like dude like it's the coolest fucking thing that one of my best friends runs a wrestling promotion. And of course, like I have a little bit of bias towards it because you know, it's, it's my home promotion. It's where, it's where <laughs> I made my debut and then retired. Uh, sorry, Ethan. I know I, I'm still owed a title shot, but I won't be coming for your title anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe Elliot's, but I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's cool that you do this, especially like, cause to us, you're, you know, you're Nick. Yeah, you just you know, I'm just you, a guy. Yeah, you know, the guy the who presses shirts. One of the yeah, boys, Nick. You, what he does is what, tell people what you do here. Uh, so I am. I don't want to say I'm in charge because I'm not in charge of anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do uh, all the heat transfer orders um, that come through Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, so occasionally, I will have assistance when we're busy with you know Chris Castro, you, or just anybody else that I could you know beg to come over and help me because nobody loves doing this like for those of you that don't know what it is uh a a heat transfer is it's it's a it's a screen print on a on a a piece of paper that we 
you know, we press them through under the shirts and stuff like heat that. It. Yeah. They're heated at like, and these, there are these big presses that are like heated up to like 350 degrees. And so that you're just sweating the entire time you're standing in front of these things and uh, just pressing, constantly pressing shirts. You know, uh, it used to be nothing but Bullet Club stuff and just all the different variants and stuff. And now it's nothing but AEW stuff. And well, and that's what people don't realize too is like, when you look onto a show and you see that sea of Bullet Club shirts, I mean, almost every single one you've done. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, unless they bought it from Hot Topic. But yeah. uh, if you bought a shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees in the last five years, I have you touched your, your shirts. Yep. <laughs> you've touched their shirts. You put that also, now I have, I have a nice little stamp. So I stamp the orders when I do them. So you see a little nick there. Uh, I'm kind of offended that it's not a purple stamp, but I, I can live with that. Yeah, see, it's it's interesting because you're the actual first, like, so we mentioned earlier, we have our ideas where, like, we should open a bar, we should do this. The very inception of this podcast involved us three. So it was you and I, I think, during, like, uh, after a Black Friday sale, sometime before... Sometime some, before Christmas, I believe. So, yeah, it was before some, the New Year. Before the New Year. And... Like, I, I don't mind helping you do transfers. I know you always feel real guilty because, like, I'll stay longer than even, like, you want to. But, I you know, I genuinely don't care, you know. Um, I'm the Iron Man of pro wrestling tees for yeah. a reason, you know. <laughs> I never mind sticking around to help. But I remember you and I talking about God knows what, you know. And, I you know, I think we were talking about your buddy's podcast. Yeah, shout out to 616 Entertainment. Yeah, shout out to 616 Entertainment. We were talking about them and... It was just one of the things we're like, man, we should have our own podcast. And shortly, like me and you just started like jotting down ideas and like <laughs> things we could do. And I remember calling Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. we had like we called Dave and we're just like, oh, this is so exciting. I was like, um, yeah, I'm in. We can interview uh, other wrestlers and and talk about t-shirt stuff. Uh, It'll be really cool. And then we're just like, we sounded yeah. like a bunch of nerds. It was awesome. Which yeah. like I I know I I pitched it to Dave as like comic book men, but at pro wrestling tees. Yeah, because like magic. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, they're and they're interested to find out who works here and you know what what their deal is, what they do. And you're the actual first, you're the actual first person from PWT cast. Oh, from the actual store. Well, yeah, yeah I guess yeah, I am first person. Yeah. Oh, which, hey, yeah, which it it came about very much just like, hey, do you want to be on my show? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> But I mean, you're an interesting guy, which that's why you know I wouldn't have you on here if you were uncharismatic mm. or something. Well, I gotta say, like my first uh, experience at a freelance show was actually uh, his debut match. That was your first one. Yeah, that was my oh, first right one. on. I know you'd invited me a few times, but like I live in Elgin, which is like an hour and a half away, depending on the traffic. And, and our like, shows are so late too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm tra- I'm trying to get home. I got a young daughter, um, but like I could feel like this palpable excitement about. Birdo being in the ring, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll go check it out, and I I didn't know what to expect, so I get there and I you know we're at Logan Square Auditorium, beautiful venue by the way, yeah, love that place. Well, I got there and it's it's an older place, and I was like, wow, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna fill this place up, and then slowly it started to buzz like a hive. You start seeing people, you know, work around in the ring, and then you see up in the balcony all the TV stuff, you know, all the taping stuff getting ready to happen, and then people just started pouring in, and I I think. I heard you describe it before, like punk rock and wrestling. Essentially, baby. yeah. And I totally got it. Like it just clicked, and I'm watching it, and I'm seeing guys wrestle as tacos and hot dogs, and coming out, and then you know Chris Castro had that, you know, he came out as like four people. Oh yeah, he did the three faces of Foley. It was amazing. And then he came out as Shinsuke Nakamura. It was, it's an unrivaled uh, performance. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know he'll he'll talk about it when when I have him on. Yeah. But I, I remember. Like being being in Gorilla, you know, waiting for for me to go out there and seeing Castro like a fucking professional. Like this guy was a fucking professional. Just ready. He would call. Yeah, he came out. You know, his one costume gets tossed out, comes back, boom, 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 changes into his other one, and then you know goes out there, comes back. He, the guy had three, four costume changes. I feel like f- even Foley himself would be impressed by oh, by, yeah. the, by the sheer time a, constraints of it all, and, and not just like the wrestling moves, but he was doing like mannerisms. Oh, and it was spot on. Vocalizations. Dude, was, so I I will be the first to admit seeing Castro come out as Shinsuke Nakamura and fucking commit. This guy Goosebumps. did the whole entrance. <laughs> they had the lighting and everything. Standing in the ring, I was like, I shouldn't be going over. And had I been able to like actually take a bump or like 
get eliminated, I totally would have just called Nautable yeah. and been like, no, you do it. Because <laughs> even after the match, there was a... I think he's like your timekeeper. Oh no, no, the, the the guy who the the gentleman's name is Tom. He uh, he does the uh, the entranceway lights for for our shows. Beautiful setup. Yes. That guy is a I call him the mad scientist of freelance wrestling because he just comes up with these these setups and like he I, I don't I don't know how any of that stuff works. So like he uh, he's just like, does it look good? And I'm like, looks, looks amazing. He bears a striking resemblance to Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? So he, oh, he uh, he came out at the very end of the match. Uh, with the with an Austin 316 shirt, did the whole walk to the ring, gave BD Smooth the Stone Cold Stunner to pop the crowd at the end, and that was probably the biggest pop of the yeah, night. I remember, I remember, like while I'm in Gorilla, he goes, "Hey, do you want to take a stunner?" And I look at him and I go, "Yeah, no, like there's nothing more I want than for to take a stunner in my professional wrestling debut." But I, like, I physically could not move in it. Like I remember, I think it was uh, referee Nate Speckman friend of the podcast podcast. who he was the ref for the match and i was like hey i was like i don't know if i'll be able to make it into the ring i was like please make sure i don't die and he took care of me you know what wonderful best referee in uh in the chicago independent wrestling scene but but yeah like i saw this show um and you know you always hear like old timers talk about selling out a building and they were literally hanging from the rafters that's what it feels like in the auditorium sometimes yeah yeah they're just piled in and people joke about like comedy spots and wrestling and some people have really strong feelings towards it but everyone in there was a smart fan quote unquote but they got it they loved it and they weren't snarky or anything they just had everyone in there from the wrestlers to the officials to the people up in the balcony they all had a love for wrestling and like you could just feel it and so I even think that was like the first time I saw Kylie Ray. Oh wow! And like, I think the next day I I messaged you and it sounded corny, but I was like, "You're really doing something special." Um, and I could not stop talking about the show to all my friends. And you know, to people that don't like wrestling, they could look at something like that and be like, "I don't get it." But like, you just have to be there, and like the passion showed through. So like, I love the product you're putting out. See, it's what, appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. One of my favorite things is. When someone that I like, I don't personally know. It's typically like a friend of a friend, uh, where I'll mention like, "Oh, you know, I work at this wrestling place." You know, just mention wrestling, and they'll go, "Oh, I've been to a wrestling show before." I'll be like, "Oh, cool, where?" They go, uh, "Logan Square, uh, Logan Square Auditorium." They go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Go, Was it freelance wrestling? They go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then they just go on like, "This will be me not mentioning like, oh, hey." That's that's where I'm I know a guy. I know a guy, you know, and hearing them like excited about it because there's a lot of people that that's their first show. And like and you kind of see like especially with me, like I, I, I go to everyone that I can. I'll go there and seeing, you know, someone shows up and then you see them more frequently because there's, there's the, the usual suspects who are always mm-hmm. there. But then you see more, more and more of them. And it's kind of it's cool. It's like a, it's like a big family environment. You know, you see everyone and it's like, man, this is fucking cool. It's like once a month. We all get together to just watch wrestling like and a it's, cool party. Yeah, and it sounds corny, but it's like that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny that you mentioned that too because um, a friend of mine, Stevie Fierce, uh, wherever he may be, uh, he he always would say like when we talk about something that we he we really liked, he he kind of coined the phrase like something is home. He'd be like, oh, like let's say we're talking about Little Caesars. He loves. Uh, I don't know if he likes Little Caesars or not, but he loves Little Caesars. Be like, oh man, Little Caesars is home, man. I love that place. And it just morphed into we called a show Freelance's Home because like we we love we generally right. love freelance. Like we love the the company, we love what we're doing. Uh, and then Freelance's Home just kind of morphed into this like movement that all the fans have kind of adopted it as as like they're just like Freelance is home. Like this is our home, like our home promotion are just, you know, f- the people that are there, we consider them family uh, to an extent, you know. Um, and it's cool. It's cool that, that something like that could just be so organically built. You know, Freelance is home is one of the like shirts that I see you sell a lot because yeah, you guys yeah. sell a lot of t- T-shirts. Do you remember the first T-shirt you owned? Because you're like a diehard wrestling fan from back in the day. <sighs> so I can, I can imagine you, you probably have a very – like my first wrestling shirt was uh, – it was a John Cena uh, chain gang soldier shirt that said, "If you want some, come get some on 
on the back, and everyone was just like, "Ooh, what are you talking What's about? What's that about?" Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, "I don't know. It's John Zeta." Uh, so growing up, I, I, you know, like obviously huge wrestling fan from the time I was like a kid. Uh, my my parents, I'm sure a lot of people can can attest to this. Uh, my dad would be like, "I'd be like, Dad, I really want to go to you know." insert sporting event or wrestling show or something and his response is always why would you want to go there you got the best seat in the house right here just reference like you know gesturing towards the television such a dad thing and as i've gotten older i've totally like am like i don't want to go anywhere i can just watch it on tv um but so i didn't really get to go to any shows when i was when i was a kid uh my first wrestling shirt that i know that i owned was i did have an nwo shirt um but the f- first shirt that I bought, like with my own money, was the original Ring of Honor T-shirt from like this was back in like oh four oh five I think like when they were just like doing shows in in the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge, um, and I have the, I still have it to this day like it's it's like really like the the screen print is like cracked and it's oh, like I've it's, seen it's it. all like vintage it's look. got yeah it's got some miles on it and uh, that's. I'm I'm kind of a pack rat when it comes to my T-shirts because I'm I'm like I never want to get get rid, and especially working at a at a friggin' T-shirt shop. I, yeah. I'm always coming home with new shirts, uh, so I'm, I can kind of rotate stuff in and out. But like I never want to throw anything away because I'm like, you know, one day you know if I ever have kids, I want to I want to pass these down to them to be like, hey, look at these like cool old wrestling shirts. They're gonna be like, Dad, I hate wrestling. Dad, I hate me. wrestling. Please leave I me alone. I don't um, know who the Undertaker is. I, I've also like thought about like taking a lot of them, if not because I'm a bunch of. I mean, I've gotten fatter too, so like a lot of them don't fit. Uh, I've thought about taking a bunch of them and giving them to somebody to like make it into a big quilt or something too. Kind of similar, to, like if you, if any of you have ever been into the shop, we have a giant uh, quilt that was made for Ryan of just the Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, all the Bullet Club, every, beautiful. Every Bullet Club variation up until then, because I think we at some we've point. Done more. We've There's done a couple more, more since now. then, yeah. but it was like up until then, every iteration of every Bullet Club shirt ever. We got sleeves on there, yeah, packs, sleeves it's really on cool. there. Which like I like, do you think Haru, when he designed the the original Bullet Club logo, knew that he was like gonna make such an impact? You know, I don't know. Like even before I was aware of like New Japan, I saw a Bullet Club shirt and I was like, wow, that's really cool. What is that? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, of course it's a wrestling shirt, but like. There's some wrestling shirts that are just like iconic, and, and you'll always notice they're normally like a black shirt with white print on them. Oh yeah, and sometimes it's the simplest thing. Like you got like Austin three sixteen, NWO, NWO, Bullet Club's kind of like the new de facto yeah. NWO style shirt. Um, I don't. Speaking as a designer, sometimes you just look at stuff and you're like, "That's the one. I know it." And so like. You know, when Ryan and I, we were working on, like, the AEW logo, we were just like, oh, yeah, this is going to sell a lot. Which, like, I don't I don't know if anyone's, like, seen the freelance. If you haven't seen the freelance wrestling logo, go out of your way to find it. Like, what was the thought behind that? Because it, it's, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Like, I've, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought it was just like, oh, this is just the logo for that specific show. But then seeing it pop up more frequently, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is its, like, permanent logo. That's yeah. that's pretty awesome. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that. And I know Dave will probably, like, cringe at this. Uh, so my buddy Jack Edinger, uh, he uh, he was, like, my partner with Freelance in the, in the early days. And uh, now he's, he's like, a, he's got a background in, in cinem- cinem- not cinematography, but he, he's a videographer. And he tour- constantly is touring with bands like Fall Out Boy, um... And just doing, you know, doing like really cool stuff on tour. Um, he he designed the logo, but he told me that he just found the skull as like clip art <laughs> online, like like a, a royalty free stuff. And he yeah. he altered it obviously to to, to kind of fit our mold. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like. Uh, I was like, I feel like skulls are kind of just cliche. Like I was like not really a big fan of it, but like we needed a logo and I was just like, all right, I guess we'll just use this for now. And then if we think of something better later and it's just stuck for, you know, this five years later, it works. I mean, you guys, you guys have different versions of it too. Like you got the pride colorway, the uh, Chicago flag one. Chicago I know flag you guys one. recently just uh, started to use the one that uh, 
Sarah Joy Shockey, whose beautiful voice you hear at the, yes. at the beginning of every single episode of the PWT <laughs> cast. She designed the the a cute night, one. Yeah, the nice cute little like logo. I love it. It's cute. It's so it's so adorable. It's like literally the most pure thing I've ever seen, <laughs> and it's now available on our Pro Wrestling Tees page in uh, a onesie as well. Yeah. If you want so, a baby one. So it's it's interesting that we're speaking to you because you're a wrestler, you're a professional wrestler, uh, and you've got your own shirts available at prowrestlingtees.com like what goes into what you want to put on a shirt because there's there's no there's no shortage of like similar looking wrestling shirts you know like and what i like about yours is that none of no two shirts look alike they're all different like individual ones like i know one of them has uh your girlfriend's dog (laughs) plastered on them there's the other one that's like the the dirty dancing uh like uh god yeah i forgot about that one it looks like you got like propeller hair yeah, oh, like, okay. like what what goes into like picking um, picking something that you want on a shirt? It literally is just like so to me. It's just it's most of them are just stuff that I think will make that, the stuff that makes me laugh. Like the dirty dancing one. It was just a it was a photograph of me doing a suicide dive onto somebody. Uh, Jake Parnell actually, shout out to Jake Parnell. Um, and somebody on Facebook had just had not even like edited it. They just like cut out my like the a space around. Uh, uh, Jake's body actually, and just slid it over underneath me, so it looked like he was holding me up, like in, in Dirty Dancing, um, and it just looked really like shitty. And I was like, "That's perfect, like that's shitty in the best way." Sure, yeah, shitty in the best way. Um, the dog one, the same thing. I kind of just tweeted it as a joke. I was like, "It was just a picture of my girlfriend's Chihuahua, just looking at the camera, angry." And I just added my name on it, and I was just like, "New shirt, who would buy this?" Like as a joke, and a bunch of people were like, "I'd buy that." So I was like, all right, cool. I'll, just, I'll put it up, you know? Yeah, see, that, that's when I always forget that we sell until uh, the printers put it down, like, on the giant conveyor belt in the back of the shop. And I'm like, who the fuck? Oh. <laughs> the dog. I'm that like, yeah, sense. I'm like that little dog. But, uh, but yeah, I know. I, and, and obviously, like, you know, purple is kind of like my thing. So I try to use a lot of purple in my, like, as, at least as in the shirt itself or, like, in the design. Uh, because I think outside of, like, Marty Scroll, like, I don't know if anybody else really has purple shirts available. Yeah, nobody does purple. No. So it's it's a it's a, I would say it's an untapped market, but like <laughs> recently I've been on so many shows that like I go in the locker room and there's like six people with pure purple gear now and I'm like, oh, "You guys, come on. Purple's a good look." You though. could you could pick any color you want, but purple's mine. Yeah, now you're going to have to just pick a new color. Yeah. I don't even think like I don't even I don't know. I dyed my hair purple. Right? I committed to this. You, everybody that's else, true. could change. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's the, that's the thing about like a lot of designs. People will sit there and they'll agonize and they'll say, "What do I think someone wants to buy?" And nine times out of ten, it comes down to what makes you laugh. And yeah. they get if they like you, they'll get your humor and they'll buy the shirt. It's simple. See, I wish we had shirts for sale, but like we've mentioned, we've mentioned before on the show. Uh, the requirements to open up a PWT yeah. store is 10,000 followers or uh, $75 oh. fee. You know what? I think I might be able to help you guys out a little bit. Really? Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to... I'm Here's what I'll do. I'm going to go in my wallet uh-huh. and whatever I have in my wallet is yours. Okay. Is that cool? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I just want to show my support. I love you guys. Now. Yeah, we got we got $5 okay. so far from Marty DeRosa. All right, here see we go. What I got He's here. fishing for it. Right, Holy get, shit, monster coming out of there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, is, that, is that a blue tree you got uh, in there? Shake. <laughs> keep food, keep How food. long has that condom um, been in there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got um, $3, uh, $5 Canadian, and. You know what, I'm going to Toronto this week. My Satanic take... Temple membership card. Oh, Hail Satan. you know what? Let's. Hail Satan. <laughs> uh, before I take that money from you, let's talk about this. I, I come into work the other day. Dave, Dave's here every Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was Friday. I don't know. One of these days. And I walk in, and Nick is telling me how he and Dave just joined the Satanic Temple. Uh, <laughs> elaborate, please, because it was one of those things where both of you guys told me, and I'm just like, "Yeah, well, that okay. that is a thing." My wife is over here, probably shaking her head. But like, I, I was watching this documentary called "Hail Satan," where they were talking about the Satanic Temple trying to put up like a statue of Baphomet next to like all the Ten Commandments, and it just seemed funny and like. They're not like drinking pig's blood and stuff like that or sacrificing virgins. They're just a bunch of people that think, 
that know, morals are uh, morals are different than what they were. Yeah, but like they're very they're actually pretty progressive, and they they think like do whatever you want with your own body, stuff like that, and they're really into like being a pluralist. You know, we're not just doing Judeo Christian stuff, and they like to troll a little bit. So like I went on their website, and all you got to do is like sign up for their newsletter, and you're a member. <laughs> but if you pay twenty five bucks, they'll send you. Uh, membership certificate and a card so i did again my wife was like what the hell is this so i brought it and nick came over to check this out and he's like oh sweet how do i do that <laughs> immediately i was like my, my I'm first in. convert so uh we're both full-fledged card-carrying members i felt so bad so like last night i i was bringing my stuff home and i stopped by the the, the wrestling school before i went home and uh i was kind of just showing it off to, to some of the students and stuff and i was just like uh, talking to them, it's kind of explaining to them that like it's okay. It's not real like devil yeah. worshiping. It's it's and I was you know showing them like their the Ten Commandment kind of thing, yeah. uh, their guidelines, and uh, just explaining to what it was. And uh, I was like, all right, who wants to join? Like just joking around. <laughs> and like one of the kids there, like actually, he's like, he's like, uh, I'm actually like really religious. And I'm like, oh, I am so sorry. And he goes, no, no, no. He's like, I like I understand it's it's our teaching or you know the teachings that mm-hmm. I believe in is to not judge other people on what they believe so like but he's like I'm not like other Christians he's like, I'm not going to talk shit right but that's just I I don't really feel comfortable and I'm like I it just I I had I have not dealt with something like that in years so it really took me aback and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry like it's it's more of just like a a joke than anything but like yeah. you know and I mean not not that they're a joke either no 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 it just just it was a funny thing but that like, we. I agree with a lot of the stuff that they're saying, like, uh, you know, socially. And so, yeah, yeah, I was like, hey, I'll throw him, I'll throw him 25 bucks. I should have saved it for a shirt fund. You should have. But uh. I mean, it's cool. You guys like worship Baphomet and stuff. Yeah. The only thing I worship is the memory of Tony Stark. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, boo boo. Rest in peace, boo boo. But we love you, 3, uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> at Pro Wrestling Almost Tees. always, Almost unless he's always. on the road. Uh, my social media, uh, it, I think it's it's Matt Nix on Instagram, the Matt Nix on Twitter. Um, I have a Pro Wrestling Tees store. Uh, you know, you can find it on find me find me on there. Uh, freelance wrestling, freelancewrestling.com to buy you know tickets. Uh, there's a link on there to our pro wrestling tees page, so you can just it's a the one stop shop. Um, and if you want to watch freelance wrestling shows, we live stream our events every single month on IWTV, uh, independentwrestling.tv. Um, if you want to sign up and watch our shows, it's if you use the promo code freelance, you get a free 20 day trial when you sign up. And it's not only can you watch the live streams of our shows every month. But it's the entire back catalog of freelance from the very beginning. So you're saying if when this episode drops, someone signs up for it, they'll be able to watch uh, that week's show. Uh, August, get- yeah, the, the August 16th, uh, freelance's 50th show. Mm. This is a crazy year. We, you know, f- the last uh, in June was our five year anniversary. This is August two two months later is our fiftieth show like holy cow it's crazy, crazy so right? the show's called Get Over or Die Trying which is pretty much our entire philosophy since the beginning yeah. so if they sign up when this episode drops they'll be able to watch that and watch my uh, be watch, wrestling debut yes yeah, so they'll be able to watch uh, watch the penis, the penis. my debut slash retirement yeah. All right. Well, Nick, never say never, though. Nick, it was a pleasure having you on. This yeah, is thanks. definitely Dude, not, thank you guys. This, this is definitely not the last time you'll be on because you and I babble on for our, the three of us babble on for yeah. hours about you know everything from like weird conspiracy theories <laughs> to like weird alien shit. If, Skinwalker if you, Ranch. Oh, we, yeah. We'll have lot, to have a whole yeah. episode on that sometime. Yeah. Hey, if you guys want to hear an episode just full of the three of us talking conspiracy theories, thank you for being on our yeah, show. Thanks. Thank and you guys check for out having me. Yeah, and check out it's Freelance. Awesome. I know I'll be at the show up in the bird's nest. Like, like I and even say. if you don't like Freelance, because there's people out there that don't, we have hats that say Freelance Wrestling sucks. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, watch and support independent wrestling no matter what. Whoever it is, yeah. doesn't matter. Like, there's these guys, these guys are busting their asses out there every single weekend, you know, just trying to scrape by. 
trying to vie for a, uh, a, a contract, you know, whether it be with AEW or WWE or MLW or Ring of Honor, it's New Japan. It's crazy. There's so many opportunities now. And support these guys. Buy their t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Come to the shows. Watch on IWTV. Buy the DVDs from Smartmark. Like, there's so many outlets now for independent wrestling. You'd yeah. be an idiot not to be able to watch it. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Nix. <laughs> Wow, thank you to Matt Nix for that yes. interview. I I felt bad that we had to pull him away from work. I mean, he's you know, he's here just as much as I. He's always calling me the Iron Man of Pro Wrestling Tees, but he's here just as much as I am. Yeah, he literally ran back to go finish doing orders. Yeah, which I gotta run back there too yeah, as right, soon as I'm done with this. <laughs> uh but you know, again, thank you to him. Uh, thank you to Freelance Wrestling for everything they've done, as especially letting me uh, debut and retire there in, this, in the same night. Yeah, How many wrestlers have done that? A night of champions. A night of champions. <laughs> if you want, again, we have our upcoming Labor Day sale where you can save 20% off everything online and in-store. All you have to do is use promo code Labor Day. That's all one word, Labor Day. Uh, the sale runs August 28th to September 3rd. Uh, so, yeah. ShopProWrestlingTees.com. And as of now, we're $8 into our $75 fund. We're getting there. We're getting there. And you know who I am who I know is a very generous person and will be more than willing to donate? Who's that? That's next week's guest. Next week, we have Sarah Joy Shockey. Sarah is, she's one half of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and she is just the sweetest. When, yeah. I, when I came to her with uh, help for the theme song of this podcast... I used the first take she sent. She sent over like nailed it. Yeah, various like she's like, okay, here's one, two, three, you know, four. First take, I was like, this one's it. Yeah, I I listened to the other ones just to be sure, but first one, I was like, some real pro yeah. shit. I was like, this one's fucking legit. So she will be our guest next week, and uh, it might be a little bit of a longer episode. Her and I weren't paying attention to like the. T- I mean, she's she's a great friend of mine. Yeah. So she's someone that I could just sit there and have a conversation got a good rapport with forever. And I felt so bad because that day that I recorded with them was the day that they recorded their podcast. <laughs> so between between her, Marty, and myself, we'd probably recorded like I don't know, maybe like three hours worth. And then I'm getting ready to leave, and they're setting up for their podcast, and I was like. Oh no! I was like, "Why didn't you guys tell <laughs> what me?" What did I do? Yeah, I was like, "Why didn't you guys tell me you guys had to record?" I would have just like, you know, made sure it was a lot shorter. But thank they you. love you. Yeah, they they love me, you know, and I love them. So next week, Sarah will be our guest. Um, but yeah, if you have any if you have any questions, go ahead and send them over to us. I know we we had a little mailbag segment at the beginning of the show, yeah. and if it's if it's something you guys like. You know, we'll go ahead and keep doing it. And we, we like yapping about ourselves or about any subject you want to hear our opinion on. So, yeah, hit us up at uh, pwtcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter or on our Instagram. Yeah, which, hey, speaking of our Twitter, uh, we gave we gave away a free shirt today to Drugs Delaney. And if you want to be mentioned on this podcast and be given a free shirt, you got to make sure that you're following us. And like and retweet our pin tweet, which will just be this week's episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hey, if you guys want to give us back some feedback on iTunes, go ahead and give us five stars. You know. Yeah, that's the only feedback we accept. Yeah, the only feedback we accept. Praise and adulation. Um, you know what else we didn't even talk about with him? What? Omaha steaks. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. You know what? That's we'll also accept Omaha steaks. Yeah, damn it. Now we'll have to talk about Omaha steaks on the next episode we have with him because that was that was the whole whole inception of us wanting him <laughs> on this week's episode was you us talking what? about Omaha steaks. I'm willing to speak extemporaneously about Omaha steaks anytime that you ask me because they're juicy, succulent, tender. And uh from what I hear it's a great value and we would love to have them as a sponsor on our show here. So, uh, Omaha Steaks, if you're listening, uh, we got a spot for you here on the team. Yeah, and hey, if you guys want to let Omaha Steaks know, go ahead and tweet at them. Yeah. You know, they've got a social Tell media. Tell them Scrump and Stank sent you. Yeah. Well, until next week, guys, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. Have a good one. <laughs>